big, beautiful tomorrow, shining at the end of every day. There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. Hello and welcome to Of Mice and Main Street Men. I am Tristan. And I'm Sean. And how are you, Sean? I'm I'm doing fine. You're doing fine? Yeah. You're not? I'm good, thanks. I, I decided <laughs> I was going to shake it up this week and just, you know, try to come up with something different. I like it. Well, this week we are talking about... Walt Disney and his Midwest connection, because right. we are here in the Midwest. We are Midwestern men. We are Midwestern men. And I've been a huge fan of Walt Disney, and I know you have as well. And long before I learned of his Midwest roots, um, I had no idea when I was younger how close um, his roots were to us here in Illinois and Iowa, because um, I grew up in a tiny little town called Sherrard, Illinois. Mm. And um, not knowing that Walt, too, had a small town history in his life as well and you are from kansas city i'm from kansas city so i don't remember the first time i realized that walt had the kansas city connection but i was a kid yeah i I knew that i lived in the town where walt disney lived for a while yeah um so i and and always was curious at, at you know how how he went from there to being yeah walt disney right so um, so we're in Davenport, Iowa, is where we record this. Um, so Walt has some really interesting ties to Davenport that I have recently learned. Um, Quad City Times reporter Bill Rondrum was flown out to meet with Disney. Um, and when the reporter asked why he made such special arrangements for him to amazing. go there. Yeah, they flew him. Because they had telephones back then. Yeah. They, I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Disney flew a plane here to get him and flew him back out. <laughs> and he goes, why... Why me? Like what he's like, well, when I found out where your paper was from, Davenport, Iowa, he was like, one time I applied for a job in Davenport. Wow. And Disney said, I can't remember the name of the company, but I think it was something like Victor, which I've since looked up. They made slides for projectors and projectors and things like that. Yeah. um, But uh, Disney said they made slides and they needed an artist. And after going through all my stuff, they told me my artwork wasn't any good. So Uh. then... (laughs) Uh, some people would beg to differ a lot. Yeah, well, I think it, it worked out for Disney's it, fate. It, it, yeah, uh, he did okay. But uh, Disney then went on to tell Wondrum that the company did offer him a job selling movie projectors, but Disney thankfully declined. And thank God he did. <sighs> and then Disney added one more thing before he left. Uh, and he said, Davenport is a very sweet town. So there you go, Davenport. Aww. You have Walt Disney's seal of approval. And a little endorsement from and, the man himself. Yeah, and the building, actually, that he went to for this interview is not too far from here. It's about a block and a half away. So wow. weird little connection to where we are right now. But uh, so cool. Disney's entire story really begins in Chicago, Illinois. Right. Where he was born in a residential, residential area right outside of downtown. Um, and it's at the corner of Trip Avenue and Palmer Street. Um, most of it, obviously, the original parts of the house are no longer intact because it's been several things over over the years. But you have some connection to this I, particular I house, yes? Actually, well, yeah. I, I, was, I heard about them. I don't remember exactly how I heard about them. But, you know, they were doing the capital campaign to restore the house. And I was like, well, you know, Walt Disney is my hero. I... I want I want there to be a continued legacy mm-hmm. and and I know that they're very focused on not just refurbishing the house which I do wish you know in the next couple of years to get over there and finally see it but I contributed to the capital campaign I gave I gave a small gift of my own and then when my mom passed away 
I actually bought one of their white pickets with her name on it. Oh, cool. Because um, that was, you know, in theater we sell seats. They sold white pickets for their picket <laughs> right. fences. But, um, you know, the idea that there were other people who cared enough about his legacy that they wanted to preserve the place where it all started because you know back in the day you didn't go to the hospital to have a baby <laughs> uh you you uh you just had your kids at home and and this was where he was born i've seen pictures but as i say i really want to visit um and the house was built by um Walt's elias dad. in florida yeah, right? elias like, yeah but... um and uh i i understand that like, most of it's the authentic the authentic details have been covered up over time, but they're trying to restore some of those. And they found a few things I know yeah. over time. Yeah. Um, but you can learn more about that particular thing by visiting the Walt Disney birthplace dot org. Right. And, um, I feel... and maybe we can get them to come on and talk to yeah, us. Yeah, I would love that actually. I haven't been by it yet, but um, you can look up some pictures and stuff and see it from the outside, but I'm eager to check it out. So, so he was a small child there. Yeah. As babies often are. Yes, babies are often small children. <laughs> uh, and I'm trying to... It, it, he was only about, what, six, seven when his dad yeah. decided that the... Or his... I don't know. Maybe it was Flora. Maybe she decided that the big city of Chicago was not the best place to... I think it was something about they went to work on some... What was it? Like, they had bought land already... They had out family, there, I think, in Marceline. or friends in Marceline yeah. who said, I, come on out here. I didn't look that particular thing up because I was... We have failed as podcasters. We have failed. Look it up yourself. This <laughs> is a do-it-yourself it yourself podcast. I, yes, it's a make-your-own-adventure <laughs> podcast. Um, oh, careful. You get sued over that, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they ended up Marceline, and one of the things that I loved about Marceline was he once said more things of importance happened to me in Marceline than have ever happened since or likely to happen in the future. Right. And I think that's so interesting because I only spent four years here. And from the um, time he was like six to ten. Yeah, and like that roughly that yeah. tiny town is like going back in time. I know you've been there. Yes. Um and the town itself is not really much of anything. But it's rich in Disney history and there are right. many things like to experience and there's like a certain special feeling there because I have never been to Disneyland so I've never set foot somewhere where Disney once stood right right and so for me like that place got me like um well you know I don't know did he do his job interview in Davenport in person yes but I just found this out right so you'll so have this to is about where it was and yeah. go stand on the corner yeah but. this is like all news to me but prior to that I didn't know this um, so you've been to Marceline as well. Yes. Um, and if you haven't been and you are in the Midwest, I highly recommend going because there's several Disney attractions within the town. Um, there's the Walt Disney Hometown Museum, right. which is 10,000 square feet, two right, floors. Which is actually, that has opened since I was in Marceline the last time. Okay. But, but I'm very anxious to see it. And, and you know, I think, I think any Disney fan, any true Disney fan, aficionado or, or devotee you know to go to Marceline where as you said you know Walt admits that influence and you know you see it the minute you step out on the town square and on their main street you go well of course this is this is what you know the Disney Imagineers were trying to recreate 
because Walt wanted that that hometown feel in his yeah. theme park in the middle of an orange grove. So, and it's really cool because you can see. I mean, granted, some of the building buildings are falling apart. There's like empty storefronts and things, and it's really sad that that town has not become more of something. And hopefully, it's just it becomes... sort of off the beaten track. I yeah, mean, it is. I mean, the the railroad used to pass right through it and has since migrated south. And you know, it's certainly a rural sort of you know small missouri town but Mm -hmm. but you can see what it you know what i mean the inspirations there and that i think is fascinating right um but adjacent to the museum and i don't know if this was there when you were there or not but they've recreated the midget um, utopia track right um, which is really cool and learning about the history of that but then not too far from there is the disney farm and that's fascinating to me the farm itself has the the original house on it, mm-hmm. which someone, the executive director of the, the museum actually lives there. So you can actually go inside there. So it's not open to the public, but the grounds are. Right. Um, which has um, the barn, a replication of the barn, which you can like sign your name in. Yeah. Did you sign your name? I did. Did you? And and back when there was still quite a bit of available open yeah. wood paneling to choose, now I now they were you know the the guy that you brought in to your theater to talk about the places like people are hanging from rafters to try to <laughs> yeah, find a place to sign there's it. not many places left in that thing um but what's really cool about that barn is we heard a story that uh it was walt's first adventure as kind of a showman yeah he would put on um uh the disney circus for the local kids and he would charge them 10 cents for admission (laughs) (laughs) and put on various things but most people left unimpressed no wonder lightning lane and genie plus cost (laughs) money because he started that when he was you know sick but the greatest thing is like the audience would always leave unimpressed and his mom would make him refund the the dimes back to everyone Uh um but that's when he kind of learned the lesson of give the audience more than they expect and they'll be happy yeah um but uh it's such a cool little place, even though it's not the original barn, of course, just a replica. Right. It's cool to think about what he might have done. And the, you know, the on those very grounds. first time that I was there was was when the original wishing tree was still there. Mm-hmm. And to actually have that experience of of going, this this is where Walt Disney sat as a child and, yeah. and dreamed and we're all the better for those dreams now so yeah the dreaming tree is like yeah the original one fell in 2015 yeah um but dude i'm telling you like there's still something magical about that area and they planted you know the son of dreaming tree yeah. in its place um sounds like a bad 50s <laughs> horror film actually. It, i know son of dreaming tree um but it was from a seed that was harvested from the real tree but uh on the wall not too far from where we're sitting i have a piece of the bark of the original dreaming tree and um, that was given to me by Peter Whitehead, who worked at the museum. Um, but like going on those grounds, I got like super emotional most of the time I was there, of course, because you just knew that this was somewhere where he right. had been at some point. And you know, you can kind of match certain locations up with pictures and things like that. And if if and, you are anywhere in the Midwest listening to this, I just you know, if you have not if you have not been there, go and support the city. Support. Yes support you know the businesses there that continue to try to keep his memory alive and and i hope at some point to have sort of a midwestern travel 
sort of like a five night thing to trace his footsteps. Yeah, what's your ideal deal plan with that? Because I think well, your idea I, is I was, fascinating. I, and and now as we begin to emerge from the pandemic, I I I would love to see a, an experience that starts in Chicago, visits the birthplace, maybe checks out a Disney Broadway musical in Chicago. Uh, and then journeys to Marceline and let people get a look at Marceline and what it, you know, that that influence and, and walk in those places. Go see his, because when I was there, his desk was still in the lobby of the school the very first time that I went. Yeah, it's in the museum um, now. And, uh, you know, but it's just so cool to see all that stuff. And then it would move on to Kansas City, which certainly has other Walt ties. That's awesome. Um, in addition to what you can see in Marceline, you can visit the post office, which was named for him. Right, um, and they canceled the stamps. Yeah, there. you can still get those. Yeah. Um, and then they also the elementary school, which you were just talking about, which was really cool because it has these murals on right. the wall that are still there that Disney had commissioned. In the day before Disney had licensed, like, sticky things that you could <laughs> yeah, actually right. put on walls. It's uh, Yeah, Walt sent some of his animators yeah. out to oh, put so those cool. characters on the wall of the gym. So one of the experiences I had in Marceline, and you can have this too, which was really, really cool, was there's um, an, a dilapidated theater called the Uptown Theater. Yeah. And um, in 1956, Marceline um, had Disney come in, and he uh, premiered The Great Locomotive Chase. And the movie ran for like that, 12 that hours. Disney classic. Yeah, <laughs> that Disney classic. But uh. Disney was out front greeting everybody as they arrived and was there for it. And there's a great picture, and I have it up on the wall, where he is standing on the stage and he points to, he's pointing to a clock saying it's showtime. Mm-hmm. And the coolest thing about that is you can stand on that stage and that clock is still there. Yeah. Um, and actually a buddy of mine, his, I found this out when he came to the presentation we had, that's his family's name on the clock. And it's his grandfather. Yeah. Uh, store and that clock is still there and I replicated that picture out to post that because it's really cool the building um, now needs a little TLC it's in rough shape I the the first actually the first two times I, I visited Marceline I stayed at the bed and breakfast that was there that had the Mickey Mouse room with yeah that's where we stuff. stayed too yeah and yeah I actually stayed the night of his hundredth of his hundredth birthday. Oh wow! It was I was doing theater up near there, and it was a day trip drive, and and so to wake up in Marceline on Walt's hundredth birthday yeah. was that's really that, cool for a Disney geek like me. Yeah, I and you know, and it was like a Monday, a Monday or a Tuesday. So it's like, and and it was not obviously after long and not long after nine eleven. So you know, the town had done their their celebration but like more on the weekend sure so it was but it was very surreal and very cool to go this is where it started a hundred years ago yeah well and that's mixing metaphors because he was born in chicago as we've clearly (laughs) said but but such an important place to him yeah it was just so cool to like be able to tour that place i mean as run down as it was and to stand on the stage where he once stood and just to be in the lobby and you know the lobby has these paintings on it too Mm -hmm. and um it's just, it's so rad. Um, and, it, you know, it, just the fact that that clock is still there, yeah. it was like such a cool thing to me, and I was obsessed with that. Um, but, uh, and then just, like you said, about the Main Street, is I don't know, there's an energy that I really dug in Marceline, mm-hmm. and uh, I can't wait to go back. We went 
last March, I believe. It was my birthday gift from Savannah. And we had just the best time. It was, and we were the only ones in the town because <laughs> it was pandemic times, you know? Yeah. And we went and ate in like the town square. And um, it was just a great, a it great is, trip. It's a wonderful town. And, yeah, highly recommend and it. Deserves deserves some love from Disney fans. Yeah, and I'm just amazed at the fact that it's there. <laughs> and that, uh, you know, that more people don't it's not just a nonstop tourist trap like it's it's wild to me that Walt Disney spent time there yeah and you know more Disney fans aren't like where is this you know right and um, it's just you know it's off the beaten path it's not you know it's not just off the interstate you know mm-hmm. I-70 goes across Missouri but I don't know 30 miles or so yeah north worth of it. the interstate worth it so oh. worth it worth it and to hear like some of the plans that he once had for Marceline with that other theme park out on the, the farmland and everything is, is fascinating. But then he picked up and ended up in Kansas City, which Kansas you City. Are where you are from. Exactly. I, you know, and as I say, when I was a kid and I realized, you know, Walt, Walt was in, you know, in this town, uh, being a kid, like the same age I was roughly, although I did not have a paper route. My dad <laughs> did work for the paper, the Kansas City Star, and so I would go hang out at mm-hmm. that building, and and was like, as a kid, I was like, oh my God, this is the, this is the building that Walt would like come get his papers from, or, or they at least got delivered to him from for that paper route, um, and, uh, you know, so the, so there still are those landmarks. There's the house I think in the Brookside area where where they lived uh, when they were there. Um, you know, clearly he spent time there before World War One. Yes. And then, obviously, we all know the story about lying basically about his age. Yeah. So he could go drive, <laughs> drive ambulances in France, but then came back to, to Kansas City after the war. Um, and that's where the Laughograms studio, uh, he got set up there. And in fact, there's a group in Kansas City, even when I was back in high school, Thank you, Walt Disney, was trying to get the funds to refurbish it. They've still got some great plans. I, I really wish them well. Uh, again, it's such a great piece of Disney history. I mean, Walt liked a good story, so how much of exactly what went on can be completely believed. But, you know, that's, that's the building that gets the credit for having a mouse in the corner that, that Walt you know, new and and it was in theory this this inspiration for is the Laughogram Studio building still there? I mean, obviously, the I'm building, sure it's been several. The things. building stands. Okay. Um, in fact, some people have I, I I am ashamed to admit that in all the time I was you know growing up in Kansas City, I never really understood exactly where it was, and uh, so it was only summer of. I guess it was in the summer of 2020. It was mid-pandemic uh, that uh, I went to visit my father and realized that I could walk to the Laughogram oh, Studio wow. building, and so I was like, "I'm, I'm, we're gonna hike down there." Yeah. And the the building itself, the facade is still standing. The, they've got some murals painted on it, like a picture of Walt mm-hmm. and. 
a picture of Mickey. Um, I did hear, and I should have done a little more research on this today, but apparently there was a traffic accident on that corner a few weeks, well, a few months ago now, mm -hmm. that did some damage, oh, structural no. damage to the building. Um, their plans involve sort of making up a park and, and having places that would celebrate not only uh, what was done there, but like creativity and a lot oh, cool. of sort of, it sounds like the kind of things that that the birthplace is doing in Chicago. So I really hope that that's something that, that gets a little traction in Kansas City to get that building, you know, back open to the public uh -huh. and, and as a historical place to go and visit somebody. I, well, somebody was telling us the story. Was it about the, somebody actually owns one of the, yeah. one of the animator tables, yeah. I think, mm -hmm. and would like that to be hopefully a part of that. Um, and then of course, you know, he, he came back there after the war, laughograms didn't do very well. He was out of money and needed to change pace. And so Union Station, which uh, was, is right down in downtown Kansas City and still stands. It's still a beautiful building. Um, has had a lot of love over the years. And, mm. you know, now it's got dining and shopping and a science museum and all sorts of stuff. But, you know, the idea that someday if I make this whole tour, I just, I picture the end of it being going down to the train tracks and, and standing on the platform. Hopefully if we can figure it out historically where that, mm -hmm. you know, the, the Sky Chief, I think that was the, the uh, I think that's the name of the train, Big Chief. Um, but anyway, it's the train that Walt got on to and headed there. to California oh. with, you know, those few dollars in his pocket and his cardboard suitcase and, and you know, the idea that Kansas City was the launching point for that has always sort of made me very proud. Yeah, well, absolutely. I just think if you're in the Midwest and you need a Disney fix and some Disney right. magic, there are a few places. In fact, I would love to do a mini version of what you're saying and hit the the you know the yeah the birthplace and then hit Davenport where you right. got rejected. We don't, <laughs> we don't have a big theme park like Florida or California do, but there's there's plenty of walt himself here yeah it all began here in the midwest which is so cool to me and as a human being who is from and lives in the midwest but still believes in magic uh it's really inspiring to know that it all started here so um and I, you know if you're a disney fan that didn't know a lot of this like i didn't know that's really cool you know look into that it there's come, so it's so close come for a visit yeah absolutely so yeah well check these places out there's lots of just a simple Google search will give you lots of information. The internet is a wonderful thing. More than what we could provide, but uh, still really cool, and we're really happy to to give you some of it today. So, Sean, it's always a pleasure. Uh, it's great being here. Absolutely. And uh, if they wanted to uh, book one of these magical trips, how sure. should they do that? Uh, Briar <laughs> and Main Travel Boutique. That website is briarandmain.com. Uh, uh, and I've got an agent page there. I'm on, I'm on Facebook, Sean at Briar and Maine. Um, you know, give me a call, message me, send me an email. I'd love to talk travel. 
I highly recommend him. And if you're in the Davenport area, stop by the building where Walt got rejected. I'll put that address here in the, the show notes. <laughs> but also come by the Mockingbird on Main here in downtown Davenport, Iowa. You can look us up on all socials by searching the Mockingbird on Main. And of course, like our Instagram and Facebook pages of Mice and Main Street Men. And uh, until next time, you have a lovely day and we'll see you real soon.